hey, everybody. Welcome to the Health Perspectives podcast brought to you by Northeast Georgia Health System in beautiful Gainesville, Georgia. I am your host, Marie Kruger, and I have some lovely guests with me today. I'm so excited to hear more about Safe Kids, Safe Kids of uh, Northeast Georgia. And this is a really amazing organization does so many great things for kids. And we just want to share all of the uh, wonderful resources and stuff that's out there for our kids, because what's more important than keeping our kids safe? Nothing. I can't think of anything more important. So uh, we have Elena Lee with us today. She is Safe Kids Coordinator. Hey, Elena. Hi. How long have you been a coordinator here? I have been a coordinator here for three years total, been with the health system for six years. Awesome. Well, welcome. Thanks for your time. And Elena brought some friends with her. Yes, I did. Brandy and Penny. Hey, ladies. Hi. How do y'all know each other? It's my daughter. Okay. <laughs> that's that's a good one. Yes. Yes. I will claim her. <laughs> <laughs> but you and Elena are buddies. Yes. How long have friends. you guys been friends? Since I moved here six years ago. I was about to say, I don't even remember. Elena has just always been there in my head. <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. Where did you move from? I moved from Jessup, Georgia in Wayne County, so okay. South Georgia area. South Georgia. And where are you guys originally from this area? Yes. yes. I okay. was born in this hospital. Really? <laughs> yes. How sweet is that? And you're obviously a mama? Yes. Mama of, of two. Two, boy, mm-hmm. girl. What do we have? I have um, a five-year-old boy, and then I have an almost eight-month-old daughter. Oh, do you yep. sleep ever? <laughs> um, She surprisingly sleeps very well, so I'm very blessed. He was not... And it is not <laughs> like that. Oh, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, it takes a little time. It does. And honestly, with him, you get to the point where even if he doesn't wake up, you wake up anyway, because you're just used to it. Yep. Totally understand. So, totally understand. Yes. Oh, gosh. Well, it's great to have you guys. I am really excited to hear more about Safe Kids because I know there's a lot more that this organization does that maybe I'm not aware of. Right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about it and what what you guys focus on mostly. The program is an injury prevention program for children. And Safe Kids Northeast Georgia is one of over 30 coalitions in the state of Georgia. And Safe Kids organizations are throughout the United States and the world. So it is a worldwide organization. I didn't know it was a global organization. It is. Yes. Wow. Awesome. So we cover seven different safety areas, but our top three for Hall and Barrow County, Those are the two counties that we serve in Northeast Georgia. The top three areas that we cover for childhood injury prevention are child passenger safety, water safety, and home safety. Okay. So we cover those areas in particular because we gather data from Northeast Georgia Medical Center that tells us those are the highest areas of injuries with children in our area. Wow. How do you get the word out about what you guys do? Do you do you go to schools? Do how does that work? Social media is a beautiful oh, tool. Yeah. It can be. <laughs> it <laughs> it can is. Be. It is yeah. for the most part, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so social media, we do a lot of. Um, we work with PR through the medical center a lot to get the word out there about different safety tips and the different events that we host. And also, you are correct. We partner with a lot of elementary schools here in Hall and Barrow County. And we go in and we educate the children and we host assemblies. I never thought, you know, I would be that person that would come into the elementary school and host the assembly in like the gym or the auditorium because you grew up seeing those people come in and talk to you. And I never thought I would be that person going in and talking to the kids. So it's so neat to see their faces and to be able to educate them so they go home and they're safer 
than before I came and spoke to them. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't know, just as I'm a mother of two, of course, they're older now. But as a new mom, I would have loved to have known about Safe Kids because I had to do a lot of trial and error. But sometimes that trial and error can be pretty dangerous, especially with car seats or, you know, water, obviously water safety and things like that. Um, So let's talk a little bit about um, how uh, some advice. Let's talk about some major advice that you would give for parents. What's the 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 highest piece of advice right now? The highest. And it qualifies the most because it's one of our top three safety areas is please, please, please get your car seat checked. Ah. Yes. Please get your car seat checked. There are certified technicians out there, like myself, who can check your car seat, and it's free. Mm. It's free. There is no charge. There are inspection stations all over each county, and you can reach out to your local Safe Kids organization. It doesn't specifically have to be Safe Kids Northeast Georgia. That can be accessed online or through social media. Again, a beautiful tool. And just get your car seat checked because you never know there could be that one thing that could make your child safer when riding in their car seat. Right. And and Penny, I don't know if you can speak to this, but car seats are way more complicated today than they were maybe back in the day. Yes, they are. Um, the five point harness thing um, back in when mine were younger, we didn't have to worry about all those buckles and snaps and clicks. And um, that is, it is something. And that's, I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, that's good. Because a lot of times I'll have Brandy put the car seat in our car. If she's like our new baby, um, the eight month old, um, she has to transfer the car seat over and she knows better than I do. And I feel better about it when she's done it because of that. But right. yeah, definitely. Um, and I don't remember back then when we actually had someone that we could call or come to, stop by, um, to show us how to properly put a car seat in. You know, you just, they made sure you had one in the car when you picked them up and that was it. So that's a, that's a good tool um, to have, especially for grandparents. So you know, sometimes as young parents, we go to the pediatrician and they hand you a CDC, no offense, pediatricians, but they hand you a CDC sheet that says, you know, uh, forward facing if they're this tall or weigh this much. And, you know, as, I don't, it's so confusing. So do you guys speak to that and help with that as well? Yes, we okay. do. I Most definitely. It's use your labels. Your labels are your best friend. You just invested. They're there for a reason. They are there for a reason. And you just invested sometimes a lot of money into these car seats. And for a good reason, they provide safety for your child in a car accident. So my suggestion would be just read the labels. And it doesn't seem like it would be that simple, but it is. It is that simple to read the label. It will tell you very simply, do not forward face until this age or do not forward face until this weight and or height. Okay. It will give you all of the criteria that the child must meet before you rear face, forward face, whatever method you choose to install. Right. And it sounds like based on what you said, a lot of the accidents that happen with our young kids are in our home, whether it's a car seat or the pool or just, I don't know, eating something like a Tide Pod that they're not supposed to. Tide Pods. <laughs> Why we have, Now we have to worry about Tide Pods. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. it's crazy. Yes. Now the packaging is, it's so hard to get into that I struggle. I Thank <laughs> it's, you. Adult, it's adult proof as well. It is. It is adult proof. It's like, you know what? Just don't do laundry. You're good. <laughs> I yeah. still use the liquid. So yeah, I, I gave up too. on the pods. I do too. 
It's so much to keep up with. So it's so cool that there's like a, a house of experts that can just guide you through all of this stuff. Life goes so quick. One minute they're these little bundles and the next they're graduating high school or something. It's it's goes so fast. So do you sometimes watch your grandchildren? At- oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So has your parenting style changed now that you're a grandma back when you were Answer. first mom? Oh, Brandy's got some thoughts. (laughs) There's a story Um, there. No, I do not. But then when I see him with her disobeying her, then I think, okay, that's something that I need to be better at with him because he is the love of our lives. Um, There's nothing else like grandbabies, but um, I don't want him to grow up thinking he can get away with something just because... Sure. You know, we we think he's the world. Absolutely. So I want him to be a, a respectful adult. And so um, well, he, he does get away with a lot at our house. <laughs> but that's one thing that I have really when he when he talks back to her or lashes out at her because he's not getting his way, then I'm thinking I should have nipped that in the bud mm. while I could have at my house. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there's there's data out there that says if you are lucky enough to have a grandparent in your child's life, it just makes such a huge impact, positive yeah. impact for both the grandparent and the child. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about stress, because as parents, there is just it comes from all over. You have the stress of the health of the child. Everywhere you look, there's there's could be a catastrophe. Um, so, Brandy, how do you deal with stress? I mean, you've got two little ones. What do you do? Um, I actually got some great advice from my mom. Um, just going back into what she was saying about how, you know, you are going, going to get overwhelmed. And, you know, you have to question what are you going to do in those situations. And what comes to mind was when my oldest was really, really young, he was a baby. And to be quite honest, he just sometimes he would be crying, especially when he was, you know, young, young, he would be crying. And I had changed the diaper and I had fed him and in your head, there's no reason they should be crying and they're crying and you do you get overwhelmed. And, you know, my husband, he's a firefighter. So his shift days are interesting. He's gone for sometimes days at a time, you know, depending on if he works overtime. And you do get overwhelmed. And I called her and she was at work and I'm sitting there crying on the phone saying he won't (laughs) stop crying. (laughs) And she said, if he's going to cry no matter what, it's going to be okay. Put him in his crib, walk away for five minutes and come back. Right. Um, and, she, and it, and it was true, you know, I mean, he, he was still crying when I got back, but I was in a different frame of mind and it was mm-hmm. easier to handle the situation. Um, and, and just other ways, you know, for new parents, I would say just find a support system. Oh yeah. Um, it is such a huge thing. And, you know, if, if you're not blessed enough to have that special relationship with a parent, find a friend, find someone who's going to come over and say, hey, give me the baby, go take a shower, right? (laughs) Go be a normal person for 15 minutes and come back. Because, you know, especially with social media, yes, it's amazing. But man, it can mess with your mind, Mm -hmm. especially as a new parent. 
a lot because, of pressure. Yes, because you see all of these people and you you see their highlight reel and you're thinking, wow, look at all of those activities they're doing. And I want to do that. And my child is standing in front of me screaming, what, <laughs> you know, what am I doing? Right, right. <laughs> and um, so just find that person that's really going to support you and um, have time for yourself before the kids get up. I've actually started, you know, getting up 30 minutes before they wake up, which granted with my five-year-old, he wakes up at 630 no matter what. And so, you know, even if that is five, five thirty in the morning, I get up, I have my coffee, I do a devotional and I just kind of have that, that time to kind of reflect back in on myself and just know that no matter what comes during that day, that at the end of the day, I'm still going to be mommy and they're going to still be my babies and it's going to be okay. Penny, tell us a little bit about your um, advice that you've learned over the years about parenting and keeping kids safe. Just to watch your children carefully and to be aware of your surroundings at all times. Um, You know, so many things have changed since I grew up. Um, I would dare not let my grandson go out and play in my yard without me being outside in my yard. Um, Just because the what ifs. Mm-hmm. And and I, by being outside, whether I'm on the front porch or with him playing, I am eliminating that possibility because I am there with him. I see him. Um, whether you're out at the grocery store or you're shopping and you're getting kids out of the car, whether you realize it or not, people are around you and I mean, sometimes they don't all mean well, right? You have to be aware of those surroundings at all times. Mm -hmm. Yes. And whether it be they want you, your babies, whatever, um, this is reality. And we need to be careful um, when you're out, especially with children, because, um, you know, they have they may have been screaming before you stop the car Mm -hmm. and you're getting them out and you're frustrated. They're frustrated. um, And you just kind of lose your your consciousness about what is around you, um, no matter where you go. If your child, I, one thing I always, um, when we were had young children growing up, if my child, if if I gave them to you to hold, or you wanted to hold them, and if they cried the whole entire time, um, we usually didn't pass them back because your kids know good and bad very true and so you know just kind of use your your, those little those little precious little squishy grandbabies um they know they can tell and they can sense things and so just kind of be aware of that and um trust your parental instinct yeah yes yeah absolutely and you made a great point about being distracted Mm -hmm. i mean we are in the world of distractions that's like the mo of phones what they're distractions Mm -hmm. right something that's always in the news and it's so heartbreaking are our hot car deaths Mm. you know and how do you do you address that at safe kids yes yes we do and we we touch a little bit on hot car safety and how to avoid those distractions whether it's it's as simple as putting your purse in your back seat. So that way, uh-huh. you know you have to grab your purse. You can't go anywhere without your purse. Your money is in there. Your phone's in there. So you know you will go into the back seat and grab your purse. And what else is in your back seat? 
that beautiful little child. Mm -hmm. So that's one way to remember it. And they're even making technology so advanced now to where either the vehicle has been designed to detect that the child is still in the car and it will notify you. Wow. Or the car seat will notify you that the child is still in the car seat. That is very interesting to me. So it's just because we are in the world of distractions, just Mm -hmm. like you said with these cell phones. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much on our plates that it can get so busy and so hectic. And what I hear a lot of the times and, and what I also see online is that, you know, I do have grandparents saying, we just we just never had that happen back in our day. You would never heard of a child being left in a hot car back then. And I think times are, they have changed now because the distractions have increased substantially. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of demands on parents. Um, yes. All the time. Yeah. I can remember when Brandy was, she was, she wasn't even a year old yet, um, rushing late, trying to get to work. And I put her in the car seat and I'm thinking about what I've got to do that day. I've had, I'm headed out to work and I get in the middle of town and I hear this noise and I look up in my rearview mirror and there she is. I had not taken her to the date to the babysitter. And so you think a lot of times people hear things like that, like they've locked their kid in the car. How could you forget? Um, we get so caught up in putting things in order, even in our heads, that things like that can happen. And right. so I, I'm, people have a lot to say about that sometimes when they see that. It can be as simple as, for example, normally your wife takes the babies to daycare every single day. Well, your wife has a dentist appointment, so she needs her husband to take the children to the daycare that day. Husband does not normally take the children to daycare. It's just not a part of the normal routine. So already you're out of your norm, your daily norm. And there are all these distractions, like you said, it's hectic. You're just trying to remember all the things you need to do that day. And next thing you know, husband looks up into the rearview mirror. He never stopped by the daycare. The kids are still in the back seat. He's got to still make that stop. But thankfully, in most situations, most, he was able to identify it. And this is a true story. I should have said that at the beginning. But he (laughs) he was able to identify that before the mistake was made. Right. But sometimes we're not that lucky. True. And I also think it's a great thing um, now that we have cameras in the back of our cars. Yes. Um, with you have toddlers in the driveway playing on their bikes and, you yeah. know, you just it's almost like you have to establish a new routine and checkpoint in your brain when you have little ones. And and sometimes that happens automatically, but sometimes it doesn't. And um, it's something that <laughs> we all have to work on for sure when you're Right. Yeah, kind of like your ones. grocery list. You yes. know, everyone's got them on their notes and their phone. Yep. Check Checklist for the safety, you uh-huh. know. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just so hard to keep up with all of it. It is. It is. But Safe Kids is such an amazing organization to help guide. Is everything you do free of charge? How does that work? Yes, it, it is. is. And how, how is that possible globally? How is that funded? So every Safe Kids organization is funded very differently because all Safe Kids organizations have different lead agencies. So I will speak for Safe Kids Northeast Georgia because I know I know it the best. So Safe Kids Northeast Georgia is led by Northeast Georgia Health System. And because we are led by Northeast Georgia Health System, we are funded by them as well. Every year, and um, an annual fundraising event is what you could say, um, 
an annual fundraising event is hosted called the Marketplace Shopping Event. And different people from the community, anyone is welcome to come and shop at this event. And then those proceeds from that event go back into Safe Kids and make everything that we do possible. So all of the education that we provide to children and families and all of the equipment that we provide as well is funded through that event. So you provide equipment? Yes. Tell me more about that. We provide car seats. Free of charge? Most cases. Okay. We do actually have a paid class. So it's we have a discounted car seat program. That's amazing. Yes, where parents can sign up. We teach them how to install the car seat they're going to receive, and then they receive it for a discounted price. That's optional. And we do that for more vulnerable populations. They've expressed that they are on some type of government assistance. They've gone through a hardship. I know with COVID-19, we've all been through a lot of hardships with with COVID-19. So we assist those families as well. And then we also assist families who come through our emergency room and have been in a car crash. Okay. And now they've identified, oh, no, that car seat was in my vehicle when I got in the crash, so I need to replace it. But it's 3 a.m., and now I don't have a car to get to Walmart. My husband's bringing another car, and it's just this whole, this whole, it gets hectic, you know? And as a parent, you're thinking, well, even if I take a taxi home or if someone comes and picks me up in their vehicle... I still need a car seat to get them home, but I can't just up and leave and go to the the store right now. So we provide those car seats free of charge. That's amazing. Yes. That is awesome. Yes. It's a great partnership um, having Safe Kids that's, that's a part of a medical center like this because we're able to team up and really target those families who are in need. Yes. And you just reminded me of something when you were speaking, and it's about crib safety. That's a whole that's a whole other thing, yes. right? It's so, very different from back in the day, too. Yes. 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 It has oh, changed. Yes. Yeah. Well, so. and honestly, even between my children, it has changed. You know, they're always updating and always changing their I guess their recommended views on right. on the sleep situation and um that is something as a new parent I do think everyone needs to be aware of what you know, now it's now it's one thing what you do in the hospital with your your child and they do make I will say because I was so both of my children had to be under the lights they were both jaundice and um, I can remember being so tired and they would just scream they hated the lights because they had to wear the little eye patch over their face and I can remember being so exhausted and I basically moved the light over to the bed so that I could be awake with my child so that they could feel my arms and because that is comfort for them and I can remember I don't know how it happened but I fell asleep and in comes the nurse and she was like oh honey (laughs) (laughs) I love our nurses (laughs) she said please just let me just let me take them for 20 minutes 30 minutes I will let you sleep and I will bring them back And that was very hard for me because not only am I new mommy, I'm not super mommy and I can't stay awake. And, and you know, you have something I don't think that a lot of people talk about is kind of all of the emotions that are going on inside of you because you have all of these hormones when baby is inside of you. And then the minute they are not anymore, 
those overload yes and and your emotions they just start fluctuating and I can just remember randomly crying in the hospital and the nurse would come in and I would say I'm so sorry I'm crying and she would say honey everyone cries in the hospital yes Yes. (laughs) everyone cries in the hospital (laughs) it is just the floodgates open and you can't control it no no which is also frustrating because Uh you're trying to keep it together because you know everyone on the insta has it together <laughs> <laughs> on camera they do yes <laughs> yeah that's the highlight reel let's keep that in mind right, right. yeah but brandy that's what we we get a lot of that feedback at safe kids is um, a lot of parents they co-sleep because they want that bond and they, they the baby is just crying and sometimes you just want some peace you know you're exhausted yourself your emotions are all over the place you've just given birth to life you know there's a lot going on and 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 they also want to feel that bond they want to know that baby is right there with them and um i know everyone has an opinion on co-sleeping and the reason that we promote what we call the abcs of safe sleep is because i sit on a fatality board for this county And I have to review these sleeping fatalities every month, every month in our county. That's just our county. It happens every month. I can't speak for other states um, or worldwide, but that's terrifying to hear. And what we teach with the ABCs of safe, safe sleep is alone in the crib. They're alone. Fitted sheet. That's it. A lot of parents think they need a, a big plush blankie and everything. And as long as they're swaddled, as long as they're in their onesie, they're fine and they're comfortable. They sleep on their back, which is different from how it was from years and years and years past. It's very different. So there are studies that prove, and I don't have them memorized, but there are studies that prove that it's safer to sleep on their back. And then, of course, the crib. So we, we go by the ABCs of safe sleep because they've been researched, evaluated, and they're approved. And... I try to educate parents, especially new parents on that as much as possible when they do bring up co-sleeping because you do want to bond with your baby and and sometimes they want to feel you and they want to know that you are there. Mm -hmm. Yes. But as an individual that sits on a board every month, I I can't support that Mm -hmm. and I have to promote that safety as much as possible Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying you're a terrible mom for falling asleep with your baby in the hospital (laughs) either so please don't feel that way and moms out there please don't feel that way either that is not what i intend to say but what i do intend to say is to just educate yourself Mm -hmm. and make yourself aware of the risks yeah no that's a great point thank you for saying that i have a question about safe kids Mm -hmm. um something i just thought about when we were talking about safety and keeping your kids safe is your safe kids the same safe kids that go into the elementary schools that give them the fingerprinting the little cards with their pictures and the information yes okay because i remember no, I don't remember when Brandy, but when my son Brandon was in elementary school, he come home with a package and they mm-hmm. had a CD and all this stuff that in case your child got missing that that you could use. And I'm thinking, you know, how many how many times have you saw on TV this really bad picture because that's all they had. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing that I remember was a good thing that I really was glad I had um, because that was that way if something did happen oh Lord that's why we pray over them every day that's right um, 
that way I did have that. And that was something that would help the authorities to find my child. That's and, right. Um, so that that is a great thing. We still do have those kits. Uh-huh. And they're still manufactured. And a lot of Safe Kids coalitions around the United States still distribute those because God forbid. I mean, mm. you never want to use one of those, but you have it if you need it. Right, right. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about being aware of your surroundings. It seems like whether it's a, a Tide Pod or a loose pill bottle, there is something around our home that could potentially be dangerous. Yes, yes. Yep. And one of our top safety areas is actually water safety because we live near a very large lake. And you hear about this a lot in uh, coastline towns and, and places that have large lakes as well, where you have these drowning injuries and fatalities with children. And it can be as simple as keeping them within arm's reach whenever they're swimming, making sure that they have their life vests. And one common misconception out there is that the puddle jumpers are, they actually serve as a life vests. And while they keep the child afloat, they also teach bad swimming habits. Mm-hmm. So while they're keeping the child afloat, the child is not learning how to push forward and actually have proper swimming movements. So one day when you take out that puddle jumper, they then have improper form. Right. That's true. So it's always important to educate yourself. Use the resources that are out there. Safe Kids Worldwide website actually has information on proper life jackets for children. What's approved, what's not encouraged, those different types of things. But it doesn't even really have to do with large bodies of water. It could also be puddles around your home. It can be a container that filled up with water because, you know, a hurricane came through last week and a lot of water, you know, right. accumulated in that container. And that can pose a risk for little ones around the home. Wow. I mean, that's not something you would normally think about. You might think of a bathtub, but not not something like that. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Anything that they could potentially fall into is a risk. Good point. Good point. And Penny, you had an interesting story about something about safety. Yes. Yeah. Um, just as a new mother, um, you know, you do things when you're single or um, first married, you do things, it's just you and them. And um, I had put some Tylenol in a Ziploc baggie and had put it in my car. And um, my son, who was very small, um, he I put him in the front seat to, to sit there while I ran to the door, it was in the garage, ran to the door, pull it to, I come back and he's got this white residue all over his face and I said what what is wrong what what is that I realized he had gotten into that bag and had gotten the Ziploc bag open and had gotten enough in his mouth to chew up some um, but he had it all over him so what had happened is he had spit it out because it tastes nasty and so he spit it out but I had no idea how many were in the bag if he had ingested enough to hurt him. Um, and one thing that I did is I had, I always kept um, the poison control number on a magnet on the side of the refrigerator. So I run in with him, um, call them, and that person on the line was there to help, give me advice, watch him, told me everything that I needed to know. 
basically to make sure that my child was safe. And so any opportunity that you can have to use an organization like Safe Kids um, that can help you be better at being a parent, a safe parent for your child, um, is going to get them to adulthood. And and that is the objective, right. you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Gosh, uh, yeah. I mean, I just want to thank you guys. I, I, I loved the perspective of a fairly new mom and just kind of the struggles that we go through. And, and I loved your sage wisdom, of course. And of course, Save Kids is just an incredible resource. Great. So how can people get more information about Save Kids? Yes. So again, social media. We are on social <laughs> media. We have a Facebook account. It is under Safe Kids Northeast Georgia. And you can also find information about Safe Kids on the Northeast Georgia Medical Center website. Awesome. Thank you so much, you guys. This information, I believe, could really uh, impact everyone's life uh, for sure. Um, thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And we can't wait to see you next time. Thanks a lot. Take care.